Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. Welcome to week six of our summer Bible study series on the I am statements of Jesus from the Gospel of John. My name is Anne Blanchett, and I am from the teaching team for the women's ministry here at LifePoint Church. I am so honored to be with you and to be sharing this I am statement with you today. This statement in John 14:6 was boldly and intentionally spoken by Jesus in the upper room the evening before Jesus would be crucified. Jesus was speaking to his 11 disciples at this time, as Judas had already left to betray him, and Jesus had just told Peter that he would deny him three times. It was a tense and quiet moment, and the disciples may have been troubled with the uncertainty of tomorrow. It was Thomas who posed a question in John 14, 5 that prompted Jesus to respond to all the disciples with this I am statement. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus responded to one, but was speaking to all. With his answer, he pointed to his identity as the way, truth, and life. In this all-encompassing I am statement, Jesus revealed many of the previous revelations he had made about himself and answered many of the questions the disciples may have had along the way. In John 7.33, Jesus revealed that his time was short and soon he would be returning to the Father. For over three years, the disciples followed Jesus, believing him to be the promised deliverer, the Messiah, Things were about to change. And how would they continue to follow him if he was no longer with them? It was from this point Jesus was preparing them and the world for his departure. Through his words, his teachings, and his example, John's gospel points to the identity of Jesus. As we have seen through these I am statements, Jesus is the bread of life, the light of the world, the good shepherd, the resurrection, and the life, and we will come to understand that he is the only way and the truth and the life. Last week, we gained an understanding of the I am statement in John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. We see in this statement the foreshadowing of what is to come the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus himself. We also see that the resurrection is more than an event. It is a person, Jesus. We see clearly that Jesus has the power of life. As the moment of the crucifixion drew near, Jesus revealed more of what was to come. He was leaving and going back to the Father. He would be buried, and one disciple would betray him, and another one would deny him. The dialogue in the upper room is where Jesus responded to the disciples' need to know and understand what was to come, as well as to bring comfort and encouragement to their future walk. Jesus was pointing to himself and revealing his identity when he spoke this I am statement in John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
Jesus was doing more than just pointing to the way. He was saying that he himself was the way to the Father, the only way. Jesus was addressing and responding to multiple concerns. First, the need for the disciples to know the way to where he was going. Second, how would they follow him? And third, where was this destination and what would it be like? Jesus understood the disciples need to know and that knowing may help direct them. We too have this need to know our direction. When we travel today, we find great comfort and ease in knowing our direction. We can easily map out our trip with the use of a GPS system. We can turn the GPS on prior to traveling and it provides detailed directions on how to travel while it alerts us of oncoming hazards such as traffic, accidents, and unseen objects in our path. This helps reduce the worry and anxiety along the way to our destination and keeps us focused on our way to it as well. Jesus knew the disciples needed to be reassured and encouraged and that their hearts may be troubled with what was about to come. After all, he experienced his own troubled heart, and we see that in John 12, 27. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. It was the dialogue he had with the 11 disciples in the upper room that would point them in the right direction of the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus was leaving breadcrumbs all along the way, revealing the way prior to this moment in the upper room. And we can see that in John 10, 9 through 10, when Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. He was stating that he is the way to abundant life the only way to God. Jesus makes it clear that there is one direction, one destination. 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ, Jesus. Thomas's question in verse 5 of chapter 14 prompted Jesus to respond and reveal that he was that way, the one and only way to God, to life. A.W. Tozer says it this way, Jesus is not one of many ways to approach God, nor is he the best of several ways. He is the only way. The prophet Isaiah reveals this in Isaiah 35, 8-9. And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. And even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. The highway of holiness could also be seen to refer to the way that is Christ, the way of sovereign grace that redeems us from sin and leads us to the secure life. Jesus reassures the disciples of the way. Believe this is how Jesus opens the conversation in chapter 14, verse 1. Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Jesus is saying to them that they can trust in the way. Trust in God and himself as the way all along the way. Trust him in all circumstances and look to him for that straight path. Trust is the message we see in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. 
In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. A straight path is a path that we can trust in and Jesus is saying to his disciples and all of us to believe, believe that he is the way. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. Psalm 86, 11. Along the way, we will know how to walk because we are not alone. And it is the truth that will anchor us every step of the way. The truth. Jesus makes the statement that he is not only the way, but the truth as well. Truth is an age-old question. Jumping ahead to John 18, 37 through 38, we see a dialogue between Pontius Pilate and Jesus, where Jesus states that he came to testify to the truth. Then Pilate said to him, so you are a king, Jesus answered. You say that I am a king for this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, what is truth? Pilate did not pose this question in earnest desire to seek and know, but with a cynical view that all truth is relative. This may be why Jesus did not offer him up a response. So, what is truth? In our world today, this seems to be the very question at the forefront. There seems to be a mentality of relative truth. His truth, her truth, my truth, your truth. What truth do we believe? What truth do we follow? What truth do we live by? Without a single truth to follow and live by, we can certainly lose our way. When times are dark and uncertain, we can be overcome or misled. We can relate to this in our world today as well. In John 14, 6, Jesus points to one truth, the truth, and he reveals that he is in fact the truth. We can see this truth clearly in scripture. Psalm 119, 160 says, The sum of the word is truth, and every one of your righteous rules endures forever the sum of your word, the word of God. John 1.14 clarifies, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is Jesus. Jesus is the word, the revelation of God, and the one and only truth. It is this truth that sets us free and anchors us as we walk this life out. This is what we see in John 8, 32, when it says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We can know the truth and be set free by it. Jesus is revealing to the disciples in John 14, 6, that he is the visible, tangible image of the invisible God. He is the complete revelation of what God is like. He is God. In John 14, 7, Jesus goes on to say, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. The search for God, truth, reality, and eternal life ends in Jesus. And this is where life begins. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Jesus. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. He reassures his disciples that he is the way to the Father and eternal life. We see this in John 14, 2, 3. 
The New King James Version is read like this. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. There are a few verses in scripture that describe eternal life, but these few verses here are rich with promise and imagery. The Greek word for mansions used in verse 2 is mone, and it is used to describe a dwelling place, an adobe, a home. It is defined as an abiding in, a constant place of dwelling. The Father's house is heaven. Jesus is going to prepare a place, and you only prepare a place for someone if you are confident of their arrival. Remember, Jesus was speaking to his 11 disciples at this time telling them not to let their hearts be troubled, but to believe. It is more than the aesthetics of the place. It is his presence. This promise of a dwelling place with him is certain, and for believers, there is a place, a home. And it is all because of Jesus. It is found in Jesus, and it is lived out through Jesus. Verse 3 offers comfort as Jesus promises that he is going to create a place Jesus was about to be crucified and the path he has to take from death to resurrection will bring him straight into glory, leading the way to the Father and being the way for all who believe to follow and live by. These verses are a promise and an answer to why Jesus must go. But they also offer a reassurance that we have a secure destination and our journey is also secure in him. We can all take comfort knowing that he prepares a place for us. He also prepares us for that place. Life is found in Jesus. Knowing him and believing in him is more than enough. It is everything. In John 14, 19, Jesus says, Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. We live because he lives. So what is this life, life that Jesus claims to be? (laughs) Simply put, it's Jesus. Our destination is eternal life, but all along the way we live through him because of faith in him, belief in him. John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus is life, and as we journey toward that eternal dwelling place, we can grasp that life in the here and now is eternal by following his way, the way, rooted in our walk by his truth, the truth, and living out his glorious life. There is so much power in this I am statement that Jesus made to his disciples and one that resonates with us today. We live in uncertain times and may find that we do not know what to believe, who to trust, or how to live, especially in this new normal. Fear is looming and anxiety is lurking behind every uncertainty. We can remember Jesus' words in John 14, 1, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Dallas Willard says this about belief. We don't believe something by merely saying we believe it. Or even when we believe that we believe it. We believe something when we act as if it were true. So how do we do that? We follow the way, abiding in the truth, and living out this life with and for Jesus. Jesus.